welcome to Mindful Weight Loss. My name is Emily Ericuff, and after struggling as an overeater and a binge eater for most of my life, I have finally figured out how to stop, and I am so excited to share what I've learned with you. Using brain science, psychology, the studies of habit formation and change, Mindful Weight Loss is about putting an end to overeating for good. If you want to transform your relationship to food, your weight, and most importantly to yourself, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host and your coach, Emily Ericuff, and just a few quick notes before we get into it. I have just started posting on social media, and so I'd like to invite you to connect with me there. I am on Instagram as Mindful Weight Loss Coach, and I'm on Facebook as Your Mindful Weight Loss Coach. And I literally have like maybe three followers because you guys are the first to know. But I promise I will be posting content regularly, so check that out. Also, through the month of May, I am offering a pretty big discount on my 12-week course. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, as we transition to warmer weather, I know firsthand that body shame and the pressure to diet to get ready for summertime and bathing suits can get really intense. And so I just want to offer that discount in the hopes that my program can be a more helpful and more available alternative to that. And with that, Let's get to it. Today, I want to talk about your responsibility for being overweight and for a lot of other things in your life. Because something I have found really common in my coaching and in myself is that those of us who are overweight tend to shoulder so much more responsibility for things than we really need to and more than what is really good for us. There's a lot of extra burden, and not to sound too woo woo. But this mental burden does seem to correlate to the excess physical burden that we carry as well. And this can seem tricky because common self-help advice is to take 100% responsibility for your life. And I think that idea can be misleading for a lot of people. And if you're coming at this idea from a more negative perspective, you're going to conclude that you're to blame for everything, that everything is your fault. But in reality, there is this distinction between what happens in your life, the external factors like getting into a car accident, for example, and your internal experience of life, how you experience and see that accident, what you tell yourself about it, believe about it, and ultimately what you make it mean. And as far as external factors go, you really don't control much. I mean, think about it. You don't control your gender, your gender identity, your sexual identity, your parents, how you were raised, your culture, how much money you had growing up. And none of us were really taught to understand that we can control the thoughts we focus on, you know, that we can let go of some of our thoughts and actively choose to think or believe others. And so initially, or maybe even for most of your life, You aren't really in control of your thoughts. And we are just scratching the surface here. I mean, you can't control your height, what you look like to a large degree. 
You don't control your genetic predispositions to things like diseases. Although, yes, you can influence a lot of those, and I will talk about that. But, you know, you don't control any functions of your body. You don't control your heart beating, your cellular function, your digestion, your skin and hair and nails growing, and so much more. And that stuff is just you. You know, then if we look at the world around you, you don't have any control over other people, what they think, what they feel, or what they do. And you certainly don't have control over larger societal global issues like politics, weather, pollution, global warming. Really, when you, when you stop and think about it, you have control over none of this. And the thing is, that's good news because so much is not on your plate. It's not your responsibility and not your concern unless you want it to be unless you have a calling to make it part of your life's work. And so I want to be clear that this is not about sticking your head in the sand. It's about taking the appropriate level of responsibility for you. Because for things like global issues, we have a collective responsibility, and your part is thus a really tiny fraction. So ideally, your level of concern and stress about those issues would match that tiny fraction. Again, unless it's the work you want to do in the world or it's something you are passionately drawn to. Otherwise, it will cause you undue stress. To give you guys an example, in my not-so-distant past life, I did marketing and communications for a waste and recycling company. And I've always been really passionate about animals and the environment. And initially, especially once I learned what really happens in recycling plants and how much material goes into landfills, I immediately jumped on the zero-waste bandwagon. I felt like I needed to do my part to become one of those people who can fit an entire year's worth of trash into a single mason jar. And boy, was that stressful and exhausting because it was really hard. And as much as I love the environment, that's really not my calling. Not to mention that all that effort was going to make a very small impact. We need systematic changes at the production level to really fix issues like that. We need manufacturers to make products that are recyclable because so much of the plastic out there simply isn't. And it's those very manufacturers that very subtly and craftily put the onus on individuals to make a difference. Recycling was created by the plastics industry to make people think that all the plastic production that's been happening for decades is just fine and dandy, and that if plastic is in the ocean, it's because individuals aren't doing their part. But that is a lie. And gosh, it's kind of the same thing with dieting. With plastic, it's like, here, let me sell you this plastic package and be sure you recycle it correctly. And with diets, it's like, Here, let me sell you this meal plan and make sure you follow it correctly, even though these things are not set up to work properly in the first place. I kind of envision some giant finger wagging at me when I think about those huge entities profiting in part by selling us this notion that the problems they create boil down to some failure of personal responsibility. But really, you are not to blame because your toothpaste tube can't be recycled. And you are not to blame 
if you can't stay on an unsustainable diet. And so a great exercise that I would love for you to do is just sit down for 10 minutes and ask yourself what you feel responsible for. What are you stressed about? What burdens you? And then look at that list and ask yourself if you really are responsible for any of those things. And ideally, when you see that you're really not, you can relax a little bit. I did this with a recent client, and over the 12 weeks that I coached her, it was perhaps her biggest wake-up call. She had placed all these burdens on herself that were not even hers to bear. And so no wonder then she ate to escape some of that burden, to escape that overwhelming responsibility that she had placed on herself. The law of attraction folks, Abraham Hicks, say often that we are not here to fix a broken world. And yeah, just notice how it feels to think of the world as broken, to think of us all as contributing to that brokenness and that overwhelming feeling of having to, needing to fix it, and not having the foggiest idea where to even start. Those are not good thoughts. They certainly don't produce good feelings, and they aren't going to lead to positive actions. Most likely, they'll lead to paralysis, something like hunkering down and watching TV, and maybe with a box of cookies or a carton of ice cream, because distracting yourself with just the TV doesn't really work for such big overwhelm. And I'm not saying that our goal is to banish those thoughts. There are problems in the world to be fixed. And I still feel sadness and overwhelm about them too. But I am also mindful enough to know when it's productive to, say, wallow a bit and maybe even have a good cry or to get angry versus indulging in those emotions and allowing them to keep me stuck. I can do two positive things with those negative feelings. I can allow them to help me experience and release pent-up emotions that I may have And I can allow them to give me clarity on what I do want and refocus on that positive outcome. I can accept them and then transform them and in that order. And in some cases, when I focus on what I do want, I'm not part of the solution. I certainly do my part to recycle what I can and avoid unnecessary packaging. But my life mission is not to fix the waste and recycling industry. And thankfully, there are people in that industry working to do just that, using legislation so that systemic changes can occur and really make the difference that's needed. And so what about something that is so much closer to home? Are you responsible for being overweight? I'm going to go out on what some might say is a bit of a limb here and say no. And yes, that's counter to so much of what we hear. The stereotype is that if you're fat, you're lazy and gluttonous. But in fact, overweight people are some of the hardest working people I know. Like I said at the beginning, the problem is that they think they are responsible for everything. They take on too much. They stress too much. They people please. They don't take care of themselves as well as they take care of others. And then they need to overcompensate with food. And really, think about when you really gained weight. For a lot of you, it's after you started dieting. 
You got the message from society that you were responsible for making your body look a certain way and that you should go on a diet to fix it. Or maybe it was after you had kids and you found yourself struggling to take care of the house, the kids, the cooking, the pets, the garden. Oh, and maybe something like trying to reduce waste in your home because that's what good people are supposed to do, right? Oh, and you also needed to lose that baby weight ASAP. Or maybe it was after you dealt with an emotional upset, like a breakup or COVID, and suddenly you found yourself coping by eating and drinking more than usual. And then instead of learning how to deal with your emotions and find better coping mechanisms, you start a diet and you take the coping mechanism away and leave yourself even worse off and more stressed out than you were before. Or maybe you were a kid in the 80s like me and you grew up eating Weight Watchers meals and Snackwell's cookies from a very young age and not because you were already overweight. After having kids, my mom gained weight and was trying to lose it, and that's what she was told was healthy. So she just gave it to us, too. It makes sense. And I remember as a kid eating Weight Watchers chicken fettuccine Alfredo. It was a frozen dinner, and man, I loved that stuff, and I felt like I could never get enough of it. And I remember one family get-together. All the rest of the little kids were given that, too, and they were much smaller than me and didn't eat theirs. And so I snuck around the table and finished everyone else's. And I used to think that was because I was a glutton. But I realize now that it's actually because there weren't enough calories in that meal to sustain a growing six or eight-year-old child. Weight Watchers doesn't make that meal anymore, but I checked similar versions from brands like Smart Ones, Lean Cuisine, and Healthy Choice. And on average, those meals are just 290 calories. And a six to eight-year-old needs roughly 1,600 calories per day. And I remember other moments with my family where I got the message that eating pie or ice cream after dinner is how we connect. It's how we make things special. I would be stuffed, and I'm sure others were too, and someone would suggest a run to Marie Callender's for pie, and there would be this excitement in the air. And then you wanted to participate because it seemed like fun, And because if you didn't get your slice of pie now, there certainly wouldn't be any left later. And I remember, too, getting home from a long day at school and watching soap operas or Oprah with my mom. And I learned that snacking and watching TV is how to relax. Am I to blame for developing not-so-great eating habits as a child? Absolutely not. And I'm sure you aren't either. None of us woke up one day and thought, hey, I'm going to gain weight. None of us even woke up and said, you know, I think listening to my body is kind of BS. I'm going to eat more food than I really need. Nobody's intention was to overeat or gain weight. And yet we act as if it was. We treat ourselves as if we did something wrong and that we did it on purpose. And then society preaches that diets, discipline, and restriction are the answer. But our discipline was never the problem in the first place. And then the diet, the very thing you were told would fix the problem, actually exacerbates it. How in the world is that your fault? It's not. Being overweight is a systemic failure of our culture. And it's not just diet culture, which we all in the sort of anti-diet industry love to blame. You wonder why so many people in our society are overweight and obese? 
It's because we're programmed from a young age to sit at a desk for eight hours a day. We're taught not to listen to our bodies, not to allow our emotions. And on top of that, we're taught to consume in order to cope. Consume alcohol, food, clothes, kitchen gadgets, and tons more stuff that you don't need. And at the end of the day, we're taught to consume TV so we can sit some more. And so if you are overweight, I want you to know that you have done nothing wrong. And you can let that burden go. I feel like Robin Williams, may he rest in peace, like his character in Goodwill Hunting, when he keeps telling Will, it's not your fault, over and over again. But it's not. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Because that's what so many of you need to hear. You need to let that burden go. And anybody who says otherwise has no idea or they are fighting their own demons about what is really their responsibility. This belief takes some time to really let go of, but it's so freeing to get rid of that blame and that guilt that truly don't belong to you. It's like setting down a giant suitcase full of rocks, and that frees up so much energy and really allows you then to act from a positive place. And when you realize it's not your fault, you also realize that there's nothing to punish yourself for and that really you deserve so much compassion for dealing with this struggle. And please know too that it's perfectly okay and in fact important to feel angry about it too if that's your reaction. And so where do we go from here then? If you are not to blame for being overweight, where is your responsibility in all of this? Maya Angelou said, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. You need to know that it's not your fault. And you also need to know that staying in a place of anger or feeling like a victim doesn't serve you. It has a time and a place, but you can't stay there. And ultimately, you need to focus on what you can control. And that boils down to a specific single thing which is your presence of mind. Because you can't control which thoughts will pop up in your mind, but you can use your presence of mind to decide which thoughts to focus on and which ones to let pass. Similarly, you can't always control which emotions arise from those thoughts that pop up, but you can have the presence of mind to decide how to think about those emotions. Do you fear the emotion and run from it, or do you allow it? Do you decide to believe that it won't hurt you and that it's just feedback, just a signal that you are thinking a negative thought? So too, you can't always control your actions. When you are mindful, you do have control. But when you're not, it's all too easy to fall into a habit and let autopilot take over. You tell yourself you're not going to eat the cookie, but then you do so without thinking. It's debatable whether you actually had control in that moment. And certainly, you always have the capacity to be mindful, and thus the ability to be in control in every moment. But ability versus actuality is very different. So again, it all boils down to your presence of mind in each moment. Say you ate the cookie on autopilot. But that's in the past, 
And now you are mindful and you can control how you choose to think about that and which thoughts you focus on. Because so many thoughts are available to you and there is an interpretation that best serves you. One which makes it more likely that you will be more mindful in the future so that you don't eat the cookie on autopilot. This is where you do have absolute and complete ownership, and I would argue it's the only place that you do. Nothing external is in your control. And when you realize that, you can place more control where it can really make an impact. And that's on your internal state and the thoughts that you choose to believe. And ironically, when you focus on controlling only your beliefs, you come to see that they are a powerful influence on the external world. The thoughts you focus on influence your emotions, which influence your actions, which ultimately influence your weight. So that's it. That's your one and only true responsibility. Choosing what to believe. Choosing the thoughts that you focus on. That's it. I hope you ponder this because this is really powerful when you start internalizing this and acting from this space of belief. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have been enjoying it, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. And don't forget to sign up for my seven-day kickstart challenge at mindfulweightlosscoach.com forward slash start. Take care and I will see you next week.